Welcome everyone to Ami Tuckered Out, the podcast. I am Ami Tucker Ravel. My co-host, Misha Be Cool. Hello, everyone. And Jitten, no, you didn't. Yes, I did. And I, <laughs> and of course, our amazing producer, director, Nizar. How you doing? What's up, everyone? How's it going? For those of you joining for the first time, uh, you can find us at amituckeredout.com. A-M-I-T-U-C-K-E-R-E-D out.com and on Instagram at Ami Tuckered Out. Facebook is the same. Twitter is the same. And I think you guys get the idea. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Hey, Ami, are you tuckered out? I'm a little tuckered out. <laughs> She's 24-7. I mean, out. seriously. Wine and coffee, guys. What the moment? Let's do it. Yeah? I'm going to lead with this one. Go with okay. it. So right now, I don't know if you guys are following this whole controversy with this movie Padmavati that is yes. depicting this Rajasthani that. queen in India. And, you know, obviously Deepika Padukone plays the lead character. India is completely wanting to ban the film. People are up in arms. They want to behead Deepika. There's like a whole Why? thing about slaying her and all this nonsense. Yeah, ridiculous. Because they're saying that they're depicting the queen having, you know, an affair with a Muslim man in the film. Mind you, no one has seen the film. Right. Um, there's only a trailer out, and there's like a song or two. And Indians are so up in arms about this mythical queen that we don't even know exists, and how she might have something to do with a Muslim man in the film, which they have not seen. Hasn't there been films like this before? Yeah, like exactly. Bajira Mastani. I mean, there's so many films that, you know, that people went up in arms about that, you know, the censors were like, okay, we're not going to release this. We're not going to release this, make this many cuts. But this is so ridiculous to me because it's, it is definitely like what the Indian people moment of the week, because yeah. you don't even know what the film is about. And you're, you know, wanting to ban this beautiful piece of work that is, you know, art. Yeah. And also, how can you chop off her head? She's like so hot. She's so I know, hot. she is yeah. beautiful here. And why would that be a threat? She's playing a character. She's an actress. She's dedicated herself to that craft. Why would you threaten somebody? I don't think it's a logical it's not, it's, the, it's, protest. The, the Rajput people are all like, you're depicting our ancestry in a negative way. It's a democracy. Hello, guys. Freedom of expression. Yeah. These guys can do a movie on whatever they feel like. Sanjay Leela Bansali got, you know, he did a video and he's like, guys, I'm not depicting this queen in any negative way. I promise you this is with the most beautiful intent that we've made the film. Like he does this very earnest plea and he put it on YouTube, went viral. Um, like I just don't know that. what else you can, like you have to defend your art. Hello. I think he needs to just give everyone a glass of wine and tell them to chill out. Chill out, dude. <laughs> Seriously. Chill out. Yeah. There are, there are worse things in the world right now. So that was my first what the. My second positive what the is like what the go India completely on a different <laughs> note is this beautiful woman, Manushi Chilar, who was just crowned Miss World. Um, you know, and she beat out all these amazing, beautiful women from all over the world. She's the first woman to bring home the, the crown from India in 17 years. Wow. The last time India had this crown was 2000, and it was Priyanka Chopra, who, you know, we all know yeah. and love. We've and heard of her. Yeah. Her name. career has catapulted in the last 17 years since she won this title. So 
I'm like, and, you know, and Manushi came back home. There was a huge parade for her. People were like clapping, cheering, That's you know, so nice. big deal. And she's gorgeous. Beautiful girl. She's like 19 or 20. She's 19? Yeah, 20? seriously. She's like not even an adult. <laughs> <laughs> and her last name is like the best last name ever. Chilar. 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 Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So that was my second, like, what the, you know, like, it's such a dichotomy at, in one, you know, in one moment, India is like, yes. you know, freaking out about Padmavati and this woman queen. And second, they're revering a Miss World title holder who's bringing mm-hmm. back the crown to India. That's what I feel like India is, though. That's what I constantly felt being there, too. Like, it's this dichotomy constantly. Like, you love mm-hmm. it, but you hate it, and you're confused. And it's so <laughs> it's hypocritical. Very emotional. Yep. It's very emotional. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's so hypocritical. You yes. never know which way they're going to go. Do you guys think it has something to do with, like, beauty? It's a beauty pageant versus it being, you know, a woman in power who's a queen. Who's oh, yeah. showcasing her beauty and her sexuality. And in Beauty Queen, it's a little bit more... I don't know if it's... I don't really know if it's submissive. Well, I don't know. For me, it's like this whole Hindu-Muslim thing is still so ah. relevant there. Like, you know, they're freaking out because Padmavati may have had an affair with a Muslim man. Yet, if Manushi Chillar was Manushi Sheikh... You know, would she be revered as much as she's being right now Great. because she's Good a Hindu point. girl versus being a Muslim girl from India who would have brought the crown home? Those were my, you know, dichotomy what the moments <laughs> of how <laughs> Indians treat women. <laughs> just so one wants to be beheaded and one wants to be crowned. So it's just like, what the? <laughs> Jay him, guys. It's totally fine. It's And dichotomy is exactly the right word. Nisha, Jitin, you guys both used it. I think it's all about progress for the country, where on one side you have your revering, this woman who's winning uh, a title that's world-renowned, and at the other time you're, you're leeching back to whether it's religion, whether it's tradition, to say, oh, but that can't be true. Like, they both can't be true. And so it's this fight of uh, the same way whenever they say there's, people don't change their mind, the people of old mindsets just die. And they're, <laughs> therefore you're only left with people that are helping move um, the country forward in this case and it's just going to take time and i hate that that's that's what you have to rely on so good what the moment yeah mm-hmm. nisha do you have one no no you didn't i mean i had a christmas thing though what was your christmas oh, thing? Yeah, talk, talk about it really quick well you know i i'm sure we've all got this what the moment where people ask you if you celebrate christmas just because you're brown but i got the question because i'm te- quote unquote because I'm Muslim even though I'm not mm. so I had somebody in Target ask me because I was looking at ornaments and a wreath from my sister and I's apartment yeah. and I was just chatting up this older lady she was really sweet she meant it in an innocent way she's like well well, do Muslims put up decorations and I was like I, I don't know you should ask a Muslim person like, <laughs> wait why did she depends t- on your fa- why did she assume you were Muslim no idea why were you chatting with a clues. random old person I mean I do all the time oh, you know you're, yeah. you're standing in an aisle i like old people <laughs> Tanisha be cool yeah Nisha be cool <laughs> i'd love people she was really sweet she smelled nice oh, i got too creepy yeah. wait <laughs> so what did you say hug? you were like ask a muslim i literally i was literally like i was like i, I don't know we should like yo muslim ask a muslim she's like i don't know no that's really what i said and then her face looked like embarrassed mm. and she's like i'm so sorry i i, I just assumed and i was like no it's totally fine. I mean, well, speaking of that, you is know, it totally fine? I don't know. <laughs> speaking of being mistaken for another kind of um, brown person, ethnicity, yes. I don't know about you guys, but growing up in Texas, everyone thought I was Hispanic mm-hmm. all through my childhood and adulthood to this day, actually, you know, people come and they'll randomly start speaking to me in Spanish 
and they'll be offended if I don't respond in <laughs> Spanish. Too. And they're like, oh, your parents didn't raise you well. I'm like, dude, I speak four Indian languages. My parents, you know, taught yeah. me pretty well. But it, it's funny to me. Do you guys get that? Do you all guys you, get mistaken? All you have to do, Jitin, by the way, is just talk back in your Bombay accent. Oh, I know. <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, that's great Spanish. And I've done that yeah. before. Mine's going to come out Russian. <laughs> I had, you guys, speaking of like, let's go back to racism really quick. Yeah. I had this thing happen to me where... I pull up in my car, which is, you know, a nice car at a gas station. Yeah. I'm filling up gas and another, let's say, white woman, blonde white woman in Dallas, Texas, pulls up next to me. For whatever reason, I'm standing by my car and she doesn't associate me with my nice car. She literally comes up and hands me a 20 and says, can you please fill up gas in my car? And then you're like, absolutely. You take the 20. <laughs> right. And, you and, and I'm like, see ya. Peace out. But like she assumed that I was like this, this, sorry to say, a Mexican guy working at the gas station. And she handed me a 20 to fill up gas in her car. What and was I, your reaction? So I was like, actually, ma'am, I don't work here. That's my car. And by the way, who, what gas station um, that's like Oregon yeah. New Jersey yeah we're, we're yeah. in Jersey yeah. so I don't know what this woman was thinking like uh, I don't know where she's going to get her gas filled where she can hand someone a 20 and have her gas <laughs> tell filled. me and I'm gonna follow <laughs> exactly. her exactly but I was just like I was like are you freaking kidding me like what I have was no this the same old lady that talked to you it probably was Target? Yeah. No, and I'm sure she said hey find a Muslim to do it <laughs> <laughs> go find a muslim guy to fill up your gas my husband barth travels to west texas all the time Ooh. i mean they definitely don't know what i'm he is. so sorry yeah, yeah i'm just like come back alive wear a trump t-shirt do whatever you need to do wave a texas flag out the, outside the car and just wear a turtleneck and hat Yes, and the no, they, they think he's African-American. What? They don't even know where to put him. Little old par? Yeah, I know, and I'm like, huh? No, like, I've gotten that before. You? I used to get Dominican all the time, which is half Spanish, half black. Hmm. I, I've literally gotten that half of my life. Okay, okay the African-American thing reminds me. <laughs> this is an appalling story, but I have to share it. So I was a, a television reporter in Austin, you know, many years when I was right out of college, and my main anchor was an African-American woman. Obviously, I'm not going to name any names. But my dad one time came over to my apartment in Austin. And we're talking. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I can't find a maid. And we're watching my news channel that I'm on. And my parents are watching this African-American woman who is anchoring the news. And my dad goes, serious as hell, you guys. He goes, oh, just ask this main anchor of yours. You know, these black people, they do cleaning on the side. <laughs> And oh, no. I was oh, like, no. are you fucking kidding? Like, ha And he I, wasn't. I, no, he wasn't. He was like, just ask so-and-so. You know, they do cleaning on the side. And like, she's the main anchor at my news channel. Yeah. And you're like, ask her to clean your apartment. What universe are you living <laughs> in? Like, I don't even know what to say to him at that point. So I actually have one that I can remember. And the thing is, I'm sure there's more, and I just didn't recognize it, maybe. But one story that I clearly remember was a bunch of my brown friends. I think we're at a grocery store or somewhere public just buying food. I have to say, it's a, it was a truck full of Caucasian men drives by and yells out, sand. I don't can't say the N-word. And it was just so shocking to hear that. And it was out of nowhere. And... Obviously, thank God it wasn't more than that, but it, it hurt. And I was like, how did this happen? And this was, I must have been 2021. 20, wow. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. that word, um, ninth grade, that, that was, I was called that. And it was, it was black kids that were making fun of us, like on the bus. 
And I wouldn't really know how to react at first because it's like, I don't have any association with that word at that early age. Is that supposed to be an insult? And it's not till a month or two later where they're calling you that constantly on the bus, not to continue bullying you all the time, but it's just like, it's just a common phrase for them. Oh, this is, this is, you know, SN or towelhead is another one. I got good early on using humor to win friends over and people Mm -hmm. who were bullies. So it took me, I think, about a whole grade worth of time to get to know some of these people who would eventually become maybe not always my friends, but they stopped insulting me. It's a good way to do it. You know, Um, and people go through, not everybody has that skill. So some people, it's it's the opposite effect that's worse for most people. But thankfully, I was able to turn it around. Yeah. So I also think you make a good point about how we're fine or maybe our parents are fine with other races and something outside their comfort zone. But once it enters your realm, then it changes like dating or marriage or that kind of stuff where you're like, oh, wait, this is in my home now. My parents categorically told me, do not ever bring home a Muslim or a black person. Yeah. I mean, do whatever you want. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, and I'm like, it's a very common thing. It is. And I'm like, can I bring home a guy? (laughs) (laughs) You're like, fine. Totally fine. I'm sure they would be fine with a black or Muslim girl rather than a guy any day. But, yeah, um, yeah, they were like, you know, it was kind of an understood thing. Don't bring home a black or a Muslim person. Hmm. I started my first girlfriend in high school was a white girl. And she was this cute little white girl. She was a cheerleader. And, you know, she would come home to, like, do homework with me. (laughs) And my parents would always make me keep the door open in my bedroom and this and that. My mom hated her because she was not Indian. And And she treated her her like shit. And now I'm sure she's probably thinking, damn, I wish I would have been nicer to that girl. (laughs) You know, at least my son wouldn't be with men. (laughs) (laughs) She's, like, still calling her and texting, saying, come back. It's so funny. Just recently I was with my parents and my dad was like, do you remember? that girl who was your friend that girlfriend of yours in high school what was her name and I'm like so random that you guys totally bring that up from 20 plus years yeah. ago they have know? like her picture up they're doing puja like, every day come back come back but then at the same time they're like maybe she could be your maid uh, I know right oh she's Caucasian so, yeah you no, know. she'd have to be African American to be, I mean, be the maid seriously <laughs> oh no so then does that mean our parents are racist oh yeah totally oh wow oh yeah all right. I'm not. Case I'm not going to They're they're better than most parents, Mine and too. it's going to take it's going to take a generation of me trying to uh, change that in me because you grow up. It doesn't matter what you want to do, but you grow up imitating the people around you. And for my early life, it was my parents, but it wasn't always bad. Like it was just those few things sprinkled throughout my life, um, and now they've changed their mindsets on a lot of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but some commentary, whether it's like about Jews or this or that, that there's always that stereotype that they go, but, oh, well, that person's probably going to be like this. So don't approach it that way. And I'm like, this is my friend. I went to yeah. college yeah. with this kid. Yeah. I mean, I see them trying so hard. Like, you know, when I bring home friends who are non-Indian, I see them really trying to make an effort to be like, oh, my son has non-Indian friends. You know, he, they're like so excited about it. But it just somehow, it just turns into this Aki. weird Aki, Aki <laughs> sauce, you know, like moment. And bless their hearts. They're, they're trying. But you know what? I also think we are inherently racist to a certain extent. I mean, I think Do we really? have certain stereotypes that we, you know, that, that we still have. And it's hard for us to kind of get over that ourselves. I mean, I can speak for myself. Yeah, sometimes I do catch myself saying, oh my gosh, why are you thinking that way? That is such a racist way to be, you know? Oh, me too. 
I think everybody has those experiences. I think it does come from your upbringing of what your parents have instilled in you. I mean, luckily, my parents growing up, I think growing up, I always thought they were more racist than they are. And then seeing it comparatively to other Indian or South Asian parents, as I got older, I started appreciating like, wow, they really were very open minded. And we put them through a lot of shit to really challenge them. Yeah, I mean, I think it's good to remember that we all have stereotypes for everyone. Yeah. And it's the best way to kind of tackle it is one of the best ways is humor and making fun of yourselves. Make, yeah. I mean, because every race group has kind of something you can make fun of, including us. I mean, yeah. we have tons of stuff. Oh, yeah. So that's my solution. I don't know if it's inherent. See, I have a problem with that word because I don't know if it's inherent or if it's taught. I don't think we're born being racist. Or have those preconceptions no, of what it's, a certain No, it's definitely a, a nurture situation. Yeah. So, But I think the way Jitin is using it about us being inherently, I think he's roping nurture into that. Oh, yeah. It's the community you grew up with. It's maybe the family, the friends that you associate with. You adapt to the people around you sometimes because if they're treating you okay, sometimes in your brain you're like, well, then it's okay to be bad to these other group of people because I'm okay. I'm family to them or whatever. Uh, that's wrong. Yeah. It, it's We should be more comfortable calling out whether it's family or friends calling out when you notice something is wrong but how often do we stand up against racism i mean let, let's talk about our own families like do you guys call your parents out when they're making these ridiculous statements are oh, you like time. are you kidding me yeah. i do now yeah. yeah i think growing up i didn't because i didn't recognize it but i do now and i but i think they're they are doing it less now too completely yes. agree. right yeah, like they're getting better yeah. they're getting better and I'm sure moving to the U.S., like my parents moved to the U.S. in the 60s. I'm sure it was hard. We lived in West Virginia, for God's sake. I honestly don't think people even realized that we were Indians from India until like the last 10 years. Until like Priyanka wow. Chopra. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> seriously, I think honestly, like growing up in Texas, I can speak for myself. I told you everyone thought we were Hispanic. Yeah. yeah. No one understood where <laughs> India was. They couldn't even tell you on a map. Like, oh, you're Indian? What does that mean? Native American? They didn't, they oh, didn't know. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't even think people recognized us as Indians until, in, until like the last 10 years, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, it's been somewhat recent, definitely. But I think about our parents in the 60s and 70s. And I asked, I asked my mom and dad, do you have any stories? And my dad's like, no, it's totally fine. Like, see, my accent's so bad. <laughs> but I think that's but I think that's total bullshit. I'm sure <laughs> your parents experienced some form of racism. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Maybe they didn't recognize it or, yeah. you know, my dad is 75. So, I mean, things, yeah. memory is fading. But, yeah, yeah that he claims it was actually better back then than it is now really mm, wow i just talked to my parents about it. i talk to my parents about this stuff all the time and i'm known in my family for always calling people out and maybe a little too much so. wait so like what do you what do you say you're like, like even if a masi of mine who's like you know you're supposed to respect says something pretty racist i'm always like hey you know all people in that group aren't like that and i always go off on a tangent on it and so i'm mm. known in my family for that for always Sticking up for whoever is good being for you. let down. You I go, know, girl. It's kind of probably annoying to my family. And how do they react? Are they like, oh, you're so right. Some of them get really uncomfortable. Some of them are like, oh, okay, Nisha, just being Nisha. My parents are always like, I knew I was going to get you. Like, you know, now they do it as a funny thing. But I just talked to my parents about their first experience with racism when they came over to the States. And my dad came before my mom. And I was talking to him earlier and he said his first experience when he landed in the airport and at the time, like you were saying, he didn't consider it racism. He just thought new country, new way of communication. Okay. But now he looks back and he's like, that was a really racist moment. So basically he lands in JFK airport, walks out, and this white guy comes up to him and starts speaking very slowly. Like, do you have this paper? And 
English is the national language in India. So my dad's looking at him like, what the absolute F is this guy doing? So my dad responds as normal and the guy's like, oh, you speak English. Oh, okay, well then let's get this process going. And then my dad walks out and goes upon figuring out America. And so looking back on it, he's like, it was a very funny moment, but I didn't realize how racist it was until later. So he and was screaming and speaking slowly. Yes. <laughs> That's key. It's, it's funny the way my dad tells it, but he's like, it was pretty racist. And there's so many moments that he's had like that in his work career too that he's told all of us about. But my dad's very positive about it. He's like, the best way to counter that is to be successful. Yeah. That's all you have to do. Keep moving. Yeah. Did you guys experience a lot of racism after 9-11? That's one of my first real experiences. I was going to bring that up. What grade were you in? I was in sixth grade. I lived in New Jersey. Oh my God, yeah. you're so oh my God. young. I'm very so young. young. Yes, I'm a millennial. Hello, everybody. I was in ninth grade, so not that far behind. Yeah, Thank or you. Far ahead. Uh, guys, I was a reporter covering 9-11. Well, I was we've like, got all our bases covered here. So yeah. Yeah. I was at my first job working at Enron, which worked out really well. Really well. Yeah. yeah. No, for me, it... It was very slow and it creeped up on you because people are now being educated by nightly news about Muslims who did this terrible thing. Yeah. And the only way for me to get over that hurdle is like, you guys know me, right? Uh, That has nothing to do with me. Like those people are doing terrible things. Even Muslims think that, dude. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was... For me, you know, as a TV reporter, I was the only brown guy in the newsroom and every story about Sikhs or Muslims had to be explained by the brown reporter. Hmm. So I'd get assigned stories all the time that dealt with Islamophobia. And since I'm brown, I could better explain it to the white audience. So I felt that was inherently racist Mm -hmm. by the people in the newsroom who just assumed that because it was a story relating to brown people, Hmm. me, the brown reporter, could best cover that story. Wow. Do you Uh, think that's... It's somewhat true. Somewhat true. Somewhat true, absolutely. And I I felt a huge responsibility because I felt like I owed it to my fellow brown people, Muslims or Sikhs, to explain that, you know, not all of them were terrorists. And, you know, this is the difference between a Sikh turban and a Muslim turban. I remember that. I remember oh, this. Wow. And and so it's just like, you know, I, from 9-11, the responsibility I felt as a brown person was to educate yeah. and to, um, you know, to bring to light who we are, what are the differences. And there were so many incidents of Islamophobia in yeah. Austin post 9-11. And, you know, I was I was humbled. To yeah. be able to breed, be that brown person to, um, you know, tell the truth. Yeah. So you were doing that while Nisha was in gym class. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's Basically. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm so old. Well, thank you for being that person because that's a hard job to do, to be I, the I, person. Yeah. I, I think that somewhat, while you might have seen it as somewhat uh, offensive, you're doing a job and I think it's courageous and at the same time, we were being ambassadors for our faith and for our culture. So yeah. I think that's important. I think it was interesting being in sixth grade. I mean, and living in New Jersey is a little bit different because you're so close to what happened there. And previously, I we grew up in a very diverse area, like I mentioned before, and didn't I hadn't really experienced racism in that regard until after 9-11 happened. And people are calling you like, oh, Osama, your uncle, and mm. like all those really weird phrases that you're like that i'm not even muslim but okay if you said yes no one would mess with you that's true (laughs) scary for all of us (laughs) but you know things popping up on muslim families garages that my my mom was like a part of a cooking class with this pakistani family that we loved growing up with and the harassment that they ensued was ridiculous so that was my first entrance into racism or experience of it really and then from there i think 
a lot of people grew and were educated by people like you, Jithin, who were really explaining the, the differences. And then that speech by George Bush, where he was like, you know, this isn't about the Muslim faith. This is about a group of extreme terrorists. Who so, would have thought we missed, we would miss the Bushes? Oh my gosh. Uh, they seem like angels in comparison I mean, to what we currently have right now. Yeah, I would take George Bush back any freaking day. Yeah, I mean, too. And, As, and that's taking into account some of the terrible things that happened that he did, yes. but there, there was that for sure but, but at least you're like okay this isn't out of left field randomly yeah. on yeah. tuesday morning thanks to trump you weren't fearful of the racist coming mm. out of everywhere but guys yeah. at that time we all vilified george bush i know so much so much, so much. and now i'm saying in comparison he looks like a freaking angel he looks like an angel like i would have a beer with him now <laughs> Because he seems like he'd yeah. be a funny and guy. He'll, and you'll paint you a portrait. So yeah. That's always, <laughs> I mean, that's always good. Are you guys feeling any angst because of our political atmosphere nowadays? You know, I unfortunately feel like this douchebag who, you know, represents us all around the world is giving people license who normally w- would think that things about certain minorities, but they wouldn't act upon it. But he's allowing them to act upon it, which scares me. Yeah. And I'm just wondering how long until it filters down to our community vis-a-vis Indians, Pakistanis. I mean, it already oh, it is has. with Pakistanis. It has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think brown people in general, it totally has. I know maybe a few months ago in Carrollton, which is a neighborhood close by, my friend and a bunch of our friends got letters from their neighbors saying to get out. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. yeah. What did it say exactly? Just... You know, you don't belong here. Go back to where you came from. All the all the bullshit. And they've lived there, yeah. I'm sure, for a while. Yeah, these are people our age, just That's American disgusting. citizens. That's crazy. That Which are brown. Th- this actually reminds me of what what happened in New Jersey recently. There was an election, mm-hmm. and there was a seat guy running for like not governor, mayor of New Jersey or mayor of Hoboken, I think it was. And these uh, white people who he was running against sent out letters in the mail saying, let's claim our, our town back. Mm. Let's not have the Indians and Chinese people, you know, run this this, this town. And, you know, they were like, it, it was like hate mail in their mailboxes against the Sikh man who was running and won, actually, the election. So nice. I'm really happy. Something happened in Edison as well, where people got a bunch of mail um, saying terrible things about yeah. Indians and Chinese people. Because Edison is the little India within New Jersey. I grew up in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So it's like little India within there. and You don't really see a lot of non-brown people there. Is having stereotypes being racist? It is. It is. It, the, there's just like anything, there's a gradient. Because you grow to use those stereotypes to conduct daily life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also stereotypes are based on some level of truth. Yeah, Otherwise, they be. wouldn't be stereotypes. I was going to say that. They exist for a reason. Right. Because, like, you know, all Indians are smart. Yeah. Or, you know, all Indians are good at math. Or, you know, all Indians are really efficient with money. Mm-hmm. I mean, those those are all stereotypes. But there's some validity to all of those things. Of because they're partly true. Or, for the most part, they're true. I got a question, though. Jitin, you said stereotyping. We use it because they're largely true. Does that mean it is okay to use them from time to time? Because then my argument is, I mean, your dad came to America. This guy walks up to him very slowly to talk. Oh, that was uh, Nisha. Very, you know, he's he's trying to he's speaking very slowly. Maybe he's not being in his head. He's not being racist because of stereotypes. He's trying to be considerate, thinking that you your your dad doesn't speak good English. So he's like, let me let me get ahead of embarrassing him and just start slowly. That's true. Yeah, right? that's true. My dad said the same thing, especially because it was back in the day and yeah. people were just fresh coming from India. So right. they didn't really know what an Indian is. 
that's his. My mom's kind of has to do with beauty pageant stuff a little bit. She was a part of this. They were, you remember Amway? Do y'all remember Amway? Yeah. No. Yeah. What is that? They like sold vitamins and headphones. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they were a part of Amway. And my mom was part of this women's group that was there. And she's like, they were all billionaires. I was new to the country. Didn't really know what I was doing. And there was this one lady in charge of the group that would always put down people of color. Like my mom, there was a few Hispanic ladies in there. There was a Muslim lady in there. She would always compliment white ladies on what they were doing or how they looked. She would always put down colored people. And at first my mom didn't understand what was going on. She's like, what the hell is happening? Yeah, so that was her first experience when she came to this country and she was new. And it was really interesting to hear about it. I'd never heard that story before talking to her about Wait, it. Wait, so like what would they say to her? Um, They would just... They wouldn't say anything. They would gloss over colored people or they would like stand next to somebody who's like blonde hair, blue eye, grew up, whatever, rich. And it's like, oh, your hair is this. And what you did with this product was really great. And then a Hispanic lady who did the same thing, maybe more, they would be like, you could work on improving your technique and how you pitch this to somebody. Mm. And that lady had worked her ass off for like seven months. Wait, I'm still confused. What is Amway? I think that wraps it up for this week. Oh man, it better. That's a on lot a, of racism. On the light topic of racism. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook at Ami Tuckered Out, Instagram, Twitter, email Ami Tuckered Out at gmail.com, mm-hmm. A M I T U C K E R E D Out.com. Nice. Man, I'm going to get that. I mean, and say yeah. it without being tired. <laughs> um, and we will be back next week. Yeah, with- I'd say for people. Send us stories. If you have your first encounters of racism, something that's affecting you still today, we'd love to talk about it. And also funny parent stories. If yeah. parents yeah, have any those. stories or, mm-hmm. you know, if your parents are racist. Yeah. Like, I think did you bring, did you bring uh, someone of a different color home and they're like, mm-mm. Not going to happen. Not me too. Yeah. <laughs> or you brought home someone of the same color and they're like, why aren't you more diverse? They're disappointed in you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If you want to follow follow us, I'm on Instagram at Ami Tuckered Out. I am at at Nisha Be Cool, which is N-I-S-H-A-B-E Cool. And if you follow them, you can follow me. <laughs> uh, you can find me Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Nizar Babul or Instagram Nizar Babul. That's N-I-Z-A-R-B-A-B-U-L. And thank you guys for listening. This is Ami Tuckered Out. Bye.